Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another Venture Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Wills, and I'm the lead pastor at Chandler Acres Church in Bellevue, Nebraska. And I am super excited uh, to have you listening in on today's uh, topic, uh, which is uh, we are in week four of a series called I Choose, uh, where we're making uh, important decisions for our lives. And uh, we've been talking about a lot of different uh, decisions and uh, but basically, overall, uh, we are talking about uh, in the sense of we are the sum total of the decisions that we make. Okay, if you think about that, so who are we today is a result of the choices that we've made in the past. And if you even dive into that a little bit more, uh, the decisions that we're making today will really impact who we become and what we can do in the future. And so we've been talking about this for the last four weeks where we've been talking about very specific choices that we're making. Uh, So today I want to introduce our fourth and final choice that we're talking about. And so to do that, let me ask you this question. Uh, How many of you would say honestly that sometimes that you wish that there was more time to do something that was really important to you? Okay. In other words, um, uh, what would, if you had... Uh, would you wish that there was more time for you to do something very important, right? I think we all uh, would say, I wish we had more time to do whatever, right? Uh, Maybe to rest or to read, uh, spend time with the kids, to garden, to fish, to surf. You know, if you're in an area where you do surfing and things like that, uh, Nebraska, we don't surf, you know, because we don't have really that large of a body of water. Uh, But anyway, I wish I had more time to do something that's really important to me. But if you're like most people, you say, but I've got to mow the yard or I've got dishes to do, chores to complete. Maybe I have a work project I'm in the middle of or bills to pay. I've got kids to raise. Uh, Or even as simple as, you know what, I've got to get my Instagram caption just right, right? You've got to get the filters just right, okay, if that's important to you. And we can go on and on with that, okay? I wish I had more time to do something, but I just don't have enough time. Uh, in fact, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but whenever I ask people, how are you doing, uh, have you ever noticed one of the most common responses, I'm busy, right? How many of you ever noticed that? You know, when you ask somebody, hey, how are you doing? I'm busy. You know, I don't really think there's been very many times where I've asked somebody, hey, how are they were doing? And they said, well, I'm just relaxed or I'm just chilling. Life is easy. I'm having quality time with my kids or I don't have much going on. It's usually, how are you doing? I'm busy. And I'm convinced, and I can't prove this from a a theological standpoint, but I think that if if Satan can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. He'll make you busy doing things that may not really matter much. You know, how are you doing? I'm busy. Well, uh, earlier I asked you uh, the question of how, how many of you wish you had more time to do something, and, I, and, and honestly, I think if we really looked at our lives, I think that would be most of us. And so I think we have a little issue here that we have to deal with, okay? 
In fact, this is why I am working really, really hard to never say I wish I had more time for or to never, ever say I don't have enough time to. The reason I'm working to do this is because I actually have time for what I choose to have time for. Think about that. We all have time for what we choose to have time for. So anytime I'm saying I wish I had time to do something else, the problem is is that, uh, that I'm actually choosing something over something else. So therefore, I will never say I don't have time for something. I choose for what I have time for. We all have time for what we choose to have time for, okay? Our choice I want to talk about today is something really important, and that is this. I choose the important over the urgent, okay? With God's help, he'll empower me to choose that which is most important over the urgent, now, I can almost imagine what a lot of you would, would say to that, okay? I thought that urgent things are important. And so I want to kind of bring a little bit of a, a distinction between important and urgent because urgent things are not always important. There is a difference, and I'll, and I'll give you a few examples, all right? If you're a business owner and, and you've got an upset customer, an angry customer, dealing with that customer right at that moment is urgent, Right? But creating systems to keep customers from getting upset, that's important. They're two different things. One is urgent, one is important. If your car engine needs repairing because you didn't change the oil in it, you know, getting your car engine repaired is urgent. But what is changing the engine oil? It's important, right? Okay. Another example would be if you're really, really sick because you didn't take care of yourself, maybe you didn't get enough sleep, you're overwhelmed, you're doing too much, Going to the doctor to get treatment for being sick at that point is urgent, but taking care of your body so you don't get sick is important. So I'm only going to choose the important over just the urgent. In fact, uh, there's a, a marketing guy, Seth Godin. He's a guru in marketing. He says the difference between urgent and important is this. If you choose what is important, you won't deal with as many things that are urgent. So think about that. If you choose what is important, you won't deal with as many things that are urgent. But he said the opposite is never, ever true. If you're only choosing that which is urgent, then you're not going to be faced with more things that are important. So therefore, we're going to choose the important over the urgent. And so to do that today, I want to look at a new story, uh, not a new story, a story in the New Testament is what I want to say, in Luke's Gospel, okay? Luke chapter 10 specifically, and it's a story about two sisters named Mary and Martha. And we're going to look at Martha, who does what so many of us do, okay? She is so overwhelmed by the urgent that she misses that which is most important. So Luke chapter 10, uh, verses 38 uh, is where we're going to start. He says, and Jesus and his disciples were on their way. He came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. Now I want to pause there for a moment. See, we're going to read that Martha gets all wigged out, all freaked out, okay, wanting everything to be just right. And I don't blame her because Jesus is in the house, right? Now let's be honest. If I were to tell you that, you know, somebody that you um, really respect was coming over to your, your house, okay, chances are most of you, you're going to go into a frenzy mode cleaning your house, right? Okay. 
someone's coming over and it's like everybody now throw stuff under the bed in the closet light the expensive candle right we got that one candle for the guests coming over only for for company let's light that and oh yeah well let's make sure we put on worship music because we are christians and there needs to be worship music you know and we've just got to get this right and we just kind of panic right we got to get it all together and this is just for a regular person if Jesus is coming, you can imagine what would happen, right? The piggies and the blankets have to be just perfect, and, and they need to be set out in a little bit of a row, perfect rows, and the, the potpourri has got to match the shower curtains or whatever that goes on in the bathroom, you know? I, I mean, it's of course, it's Jesus, the Son of God, right? It's the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Prince of peace, the great I am coming in the house. And here Martha freaks out as many of us would. And she misses what's really, really important. Look at verse 40. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Let's pause there for a second. And I don't know about you, but but I'm getting more and more distracted all the time, okay? I was looking for my car keys in my office um, the other day for, for probably uh, about three to five minutes. And I'm going like, where are my keys? Where are my keys? I'm freaking out, turning over everything, trying to find these keys. And then all of a sudden I noticed they're in my mouth the whole time I was looking for them. I was holding them with my teeth, trying to look for the stuff, you know. And then another day, I was looking for my sunglasses. And you know where they were, don't you? Not on top of my head, believe it or not. They were right on my stupid face. Just, I was using them. I don't know, you know, what, why I was thinking they were, why the room was so dark or anything, you know. And I'm not really sure why I'm telling everybody this, but maybe it's, for cheap therapy or not. I don't know. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made, right? And then she came to Jesus, and what did she do? I think this is, this is great in the sense of uh, it's like so many of us. She tattled on her sister. Look at the second part of verse 40. She goes, she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Like she's wanting, like, Jesus, tell her to help me, you know? And Martha's wigging out. She's throwing a fit, and, and, and she's going to Jesus, help me out, you know? And she was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. And I wonder today, honestly, how many of us have been significantly distracted from which is most important, okay? I would say it this way. I wonder how many of us, including myself, we have been faithfully pursuing the urgent, and neglecting that which is most important. I wonder how many of us have been faithfully pursuing the urgent and neglecting that which is most important. In fact, I, 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 I want to ask you this question, okay? And it's a big question to kind of deal with this, all right? And if you want to write this question down, that'd be great, and you can answer it later, okay? But you know, I also want you to kind of ponder that for the moment here. What is the most important thing you've been distracted from pursuing? When, when you think about your life, what is the most important thing that you've been distracted from doing, okay? And I hope you'll take a moment just to kind of really let that, that question settle into it because what is the most important thing? And some of you might say, I've been distracted from spending time with Jesus. I haven't put him first. I haven't had an intimate time feeding in on his word. I haven't aligned my heart with him. I have been distracted from, from this or that. And, and some of you might say, I'm so busy doing things for my children, right? 
I actually haven't enjoyed my kids. I haven't made a real investment in them, you know. Some of you, if you're really honest, you you might say you've become child-centered parents where your whole life revolves around your kids and, and what have you neglected? You've actually neglected the marriage that is the rock that should hold the family together. And because you're so busy doing for your kids, you've neglected that which would actually strengthen and nourish your kids spiritually. You've neglected your relationship with each other. And some might say, you know, I've, I've neglected my physical body. There is so much going on and there's so many urgent things. And, and so I haven't had time to eat better, you know, because fast food is convenient. And, and of course, who has time to work out? There are so many other things going on that I can't exercise. I really would love to walk three days a week or more, and I just can't get to it. Some of you, it would be something more internal. You know, there's maybe an addiction or a habit or a reoccurring sin that you need to deal with, that you need to confess, you need to get help with, but you've neglected it. And it's really important, but you haven't dealt with it. Why? It takes time and it's hard. There's so many more urgent things going on, okay? But look at the text. I like this because Martha's distracted and then Jesus answers her in verse 41. He says, Martha, Martha. The Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, okay? He says, you're worried and upset about many things. And, and, and if some of you had a life verse, right, that this might be your life verse if you don't have one, okay? Because if you think about it, you're freaked out all the time, right? All the time getting, just getting wigged out, whatever it might be. You know, I'm not going to get it all done. I got diapers, kids, husband, boots in the middle of the floor, underwear on the ground, whatever it might be, right? You're worried and upset about so many things. And then Jesus goes on. Look what he says in verse 42. But few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. See, what has Mary done? She has chosen what is better. She made a choice. Martha surrendered to the urgent, and Mary chose what was important. Listen, if we're not intentional about this, I promise you, the urgent will crowd out the important. And this happens all the time. See, we have a choice. We make choices, right? We have time for what we choose to have time for. And that's why, with the help of God, we will choose that which is important over that which is urgent. Okay? Now, what I don't want to do is just kind of say, hey, you stink and, and used to be better and all this stuff, okay? But what, what, so what I want to do is I want to, to kind of give a, some practical tools on how to do this, okay? Because I don't, I don't always get it right, okay? I often surrender to that which isn't urgent, okay? I'm just like you. And so I'll give you some, some, some really practical thoughts. There's actually three of them to help empower you to choose that which is most important, Okay? I've learned in, in time management and in energy management and in leadership management, they teach this thought, okay? And you can write this down if you want to or, or, or whatever it might be, but we're going to answer the question, how do you choose the important? And so I want to encourage you to do this. The first thing is to create artificial deadlines. And you might say, well, what in the world is artificial deadline? Well, you can write this down if you want to as well, okay? Definition of artificial deadline is actually an artificial deadline, okay? That's what it is. It's a fake deadline. It's artificial. It's not real, all right? And so I'm going to give you an example. We as pastors have to have a message 
prepared for, you know, typically most of us Sunday mornings. Some of us do Saturdays or whatever. But for me, uh, our church, we have uh, one Sunday service right now, and it's on Sunday mornings at 1030. That's when it starts. And so the when is my message due for that Sunday? And the, technically, the answer would be Sunday morning at about, oh, 11 o'clock when I get up to start walking up to do, to give the message. Okay, that's when technically it's really due because that's when I start talking, okay? Uh, so, but in my mind, it's actually due earlier, okay? Because I have an artificial deadline. My artificial deadline is Thursdays at noon. And the reason is because it's an incredibly important part of what a pastor does, right? And, and what I do. So why would I leave something important up till the last minute? I also have a lot of other important things that I do, you know, like the, doing uh, during the week, doing other ministerial things. And obviously, I'm also a dad, and now I'm a grandpa, you know, and, and such. So by giving it an artificial deadline, it frees me of an important task so I can devote my energy and my mind to other important things. If all the important things are hanging and weighing in the balance, I'm never 100% focused on anything. I'm always kind of divided. And so I'm going to finish with this artificial deadline. Here's how it works, okay? In your own life, you can apply this. And you probably have already done something similar to this. Here's the example. You know if you're leaving somewhere uh, to go somewhere on, on a long weekend trip, right? Maybe you're, you planned, hey, we're going to leave on Wednesday for this long weekend trip. And you've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Fridays worth of work to do before Wednesday. Okay. And so you're going to leave on Wednesday because you know, you've already set that deadline of leaving on Wednesday because you want to get there, but you have to get everything done. Right? So what happens by Wednesday? It's really kind of freaky. If you think about it, you get all five days of work done in only three days. How does that happen? You had an artificial deadline that actually made you way more efficient and way more effective, all right? So the th second thing is, if you're taking notes, is we also want to be ruthlessly selective in your yeses, all right? Be selective in your yeses. Be incredibly careful and prayerful about what you say yes to. In fact, I would argue with all my heart that for most people today, the barrier to a meaningful life is not a lack of commitment but it's overcommitment, right? Let me say it again. For most people today, the barrier to a meaningful life is not that you're committed, it's that you're way overcommitted and you're doing way, 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 way too much. How have you been? Busy, 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 overwhelmed, busy, 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 right? Understand this. Business does not necessarily equal productivity. Business does not necessarily equal meaning. And business does not necessarily equal fulfillment in life. In fact, instead of adding to your to-do list, you should start a to-don't list, right? A to-don't list. Yeah, it exists. Uh, and some of you probably have one. No, like, you know, you know, I no longer want to do these things, all right? In fact, the most successful people, they're strategic, and they say no to good opportunities all the time. Why? So they can say yes to the best and no to the good Yes to the best, right? One of the more common questions that people ask me 
they'll come up to me, people in my congregation or people I meet out in public and whatever, you know, and I get to know and they say, Dan, with the church and the different ministries and events, and there's points in, in my time doing ministries that I had second jobs and third jobs. And uh, of course I have my wife and my, my kids. And their question is, how do you do it all? And the answer is, I don't do it all. I don't come anywhere close to doing it all. Okay, I don't do it all. The principle I try to adhere to and teach others is, is, is this, that the best leaders do not do more. The best leaders do more of what matters most. That's so important, right? The best leaders do not do more. They do more of what matters most. You know, the best moms don't do more. They do, the best moms do more of what matters most. And the best teachers, they don't do more. They invest their energy in more of what matters most. And, and the best and most effective followers of Jesus, they don't do more and more and more and more and more and more. They do more of what brings glory to God. The best do not do more. They do more of what matters most. So we're selective in our yeses. If you want to have a more meaningful life, I would encourage you to say no to more and yes to more of what matters most. So what are we going to do? We're going to have artificial deadlines that free us up for our energy to be devoted to the things that really, really matter. And we're, we're going to be selective in our yeses. And then the third thing, if you're taking notes, is this. This is the big one. If we're going to, what we're going to do is we're going to do first what matters most. We're going to do first what matters most. If I have time, then maybe I'll do it. I wish I had time for one day. You know, I can, if everything's slowed down, then I will. No, whatever matters most, we do first. In fact, if we can go to Luke's text again, right? He's talking about Mary and Martha. And if we're going to give the purest interpretation of, of this, what matters? It's time with Jesus that matters. Mary has chosen what is better, time at the feet of the master, and it will not be taken away from her, right? You know, if, if I can chase a, a kind of a, a small rabbit real quick, there are those of you who are followers of Jesus, and let me just tell you where you're, what you're not doing right now, okay? You're not aligning your heart towards his kingdom every single day. You're not seeking him first in the morning. You're not letting his word be a regular part of your life. How do I know this? because I know human nature, and that is this. We add more, and we add more, and we add more and more things on the outside and crowd us out from the most important things on the inside. And you really do love Jesus, I know you do, and you really do want to make a difference, but you don't seek him first in the morning. Why? Because you're tired, and why are you tired? Because you're busy, and why are you busy? Because you said yes to so many things. And the things that you want to do, you end up putting off until only if I had the time, right? And that's why we do first what matters most. If I could just make the strongest argument I can, the most important thing we put first is this, time with Jesus. The first part of every single day. Not out of the legalistic, I got to, or my pastor says I've got to do my devotion time. No, it's because I need to choose Jesus every day. I need him every day. I need to tell him every day. I need your word to renew my mind. I need his heart to, I need to realign my heart with, with his priorities. And if I'm going to choose what's most important every day, I need to seek the one who's most important every day first. I'm going to seek you first. Matthew 6, Jesus said, you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then everything else will be added to it. 
The problem with us is we're all seeking everything else first and wondering why we don't have a life that matters. You see, we seek him first. And here's how I do it. I've got my Bible reading plan, and I pray and I devote my whole body to God. God, give me the mind of Christ that I may think on things to honor you. Give me eyes to see only what is pure. Give me ears to hear your, your spirit speaking to me. And may my mouth be an encouragement to everyone, and, and may I speak your truth. And my heart is deceitful above all things, so God, give me a pure heart that I may serve you. Use my hands, God, today to bring glory to your kingdom. Direct the steps of my feet that I will go where you want me to go. Every day, it's a realignment. If you want to seek and honor God, we seek him first. We do first what matters most. And sometimes people might say, Dan, how do you have time to do all you do? Because I put them on a calendar. That's the real secret. I put them on a calendar. Everything I want to have a priority, I put it on a calendar. And and I would lose my mind if I did not have my calendar. And the reality is I'm not going to respond to what everyone else wants me to do until I've first done what God wants me to do, which is my priorities that go on the calendar first. The problem is too many of us, we're, we're reactive, right? Well, yeah, I can do that or I can do this. And no, you have to put your priorities down first and then, then you pursue them. And then you can fill in after that. And some of you can say, but I don't have time for this or that. Well, you choose to have time for what you choose to have time for, right? The bottom line is this. You can make excuses or you can make progress, but you can't make both. It's time to say this. No excuses. If this is important to me, we're going to make time for what is important to me because we have time for what we choose to have time for. We do first what matters most. We will not let our spiritual enemy talk us out of the important and consistently surrender to which is urgent, okay? When we do more of what is important, we'll have fewer things that are urgent. But the flip side is never true, right? Now, why am I so passionate about this? Because this is a principle that I'm fighting for with all my life because I don't always get it right. I don't always get it right, and I know you don't either. But with the help of Christ every day, I choose Jesus because every day I need Jesus. I need Jesus, right? And the first thing to do is to do first what matters most. And for me, the first thing is my devotional that I'm using in my Bible app, okay? Then I get up in the morning and that's the first thing I do. It's because I sought him first. It becomes so much easier to say, now that's a good opportunity or no, that's a distraction or this is important, And during this season of my life, I'm saying no to all these things, these other things, right? So I can say yes to the most important things. See, Mary has chosen what is better and will not be taken away from her. Now listen, you have a choice. You have time for what you choose to have time for. You can make excuses or you can make progress, but you cannot have both. If you choose that which is most important, then there won't be as many things that are urgent. But the opposite is never, ever true. Martha was distracted by urgent things, and Mary chose what was most important, and it will never be taken away from her. That's why with the help of Jesus, who we choose every single day, right, who we seek every single day, with his help, we will choose the important over the urgent. Amen? Amen. That concludes another episode of Venture Podcast. It also concludes our series on I Choose. And so I'm excited that next week we get to start a new one called Travel Light. 
where we talk about how it's common for people to feel weighed down by family relationships, financial pressures, regret, or failure. And this series will help us understand that God never asks us to carry those things. And so the solution is that we need to get rid of our baggage and travel light. So I hope you'll join us next week. Talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast or Chandler Acres Church, or if you'd like to support this ministry, please visit us at chandleracreschurch.com.